Hey everybody, welcome back to Draco's Den, and here we have another review show. Oh my god, because I have to review Double or Nothing, and I managed to find a way to watch this shit without me having to pay for it. So, last one. I, and I mean that this time. There, No, no more. I am not, I don't give a fuck who asked. I'm not reviewing no more AEW after this. I hated every fucking episode of Dynamite leading up to Double or Nothing. And I give even less of a fuck as I began watching it. I am only watching it because I had to. And I'm not going to be friendly or flattering to any of the absolute fucking horseshit that happens on this show. Well... As usual, I'll give credit where credit is due, but by and large, I already knew this shit was going to suck, and I've been proven right. So we're going to get into this shit real quick here, and I'm going to try to keep this a little shorter than some of my other reviews. I realize this is a fucking pay-per-view and it's a little longer, but shit is shit, and I just... I, we'll, we'll get to it. So... First matchup is Brian Cage versus Adam Page, and we'll see how this goes. Okay, I'm not going to be as brutal on this opening match as I'm going to be on most of the rest of this show. Brian Cage and Adam Page was not a horrible match. It was not a fantastic match. It was not awesome as the crowd started to chant, which, by the way, Wrestling fans, can we please stop chanting this is awesome in like every other fucking match? Because that was a problem before the pandemic and first crowd for AEW since the pandemic, first full crowd, and you motherfuckers start chanting this is awesome. No, 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 no. The problem with that chant is y'all start chanting that shit at shit that's not really awesome. It might be pretty decent. Like this match. This match was pretty decent, but no part of this warranted a this is awesome chant. This is awesome chant should really be saved for when we are watching something like just really unique or unexpectedly good. And this was not that. That being said, I mean, the match itself was not horrible, but I do have this criticism for Brian Cage. After having watched him work... Someone needs to tell him that he is too fucking big to work in some of the ways he works. You are a big-ass guy. You are a big muscle-bound motherfucker. Do not bump unnecessarily for Adam Page. I get Adam Page is definitely should be the top babyface in this company. And, you know, there comes a time when you should take a bump. But I noticed Brian Cage does it on really light shit that he shouldn't. And then Adam Page turns around when he should be bumping all over the place and does not. Here I see a problem and no one has tried to correct this. Work a style that makes fucking sense. I.e., Brian Cage is a very big, muscle-bound type of guy. He's quite a bit bigger in appearance than Adam Page. You should bump less than Adam Page does. 
You're a big man. Work like one. Um, other than that, I don't have a whole bunch to say on this match. Um, it was what it was. It was, it was a decent opener. I still maintain it's mostly unnecessary. I feel that Adam Page is still too low on the card, considering the amount of raw potential that he has to be the face of a company. Um, the it, a couple of other things. The FTW world title, make it go away. It's stupid. It is the dumbest fucking thing ever. Here's the thing. This is the problem when you have a total mark for a booker. So, and I realized Taz, the, the FTW title was his thing, apparently, in ECW. But here's the thing. It only worked in ECW. A lot of things worked in ECW because it would never, ever, ever work in any other platform. The FTW title is one of those things. Now, it's not like WWE has never had, you know, somebody make up a fucking title for themselves when they couldn't win the world title. The Million Dollar Man did it, and that belt's apparently rumored to make a comeback, and it's just as fucking stupid as a goddamn FTW title. Stop doing shit from the past that only worked at that specific point in which you did it but was never done anywhere else or should not be done anywhere else. The FTW title makes no fucking sense. And AEW has too many titles, as it is anyway, that they don't know how to fucking book. And it's a meaningless, unofficial title. Fuck it. Go away with that shit. Brian Cage should definitely be competing for an actual, legitimized, in your fucking kayfabe title. And as far as the match goes, it ultimately ends with Adam Page actually getting a win, which he needs. Um, after Brian Cage refuses help from Team Taz. And my question with that is very simply this. Are you getting ready to turn Brian Cage babyface? Is he going to feud with the rest of Team Taz? If he's not breaking away, this really didn't make sense to make this source of tension if you're not going to have a payoff in the near future. And I'm not going to be watching to find out. Because fuck this shit. Okay. And next up is the tag title match. And I'm absolutely going to bury everyone involved in this shit. The absolute fucking stupidity of this match. The unnecess- the fact that it wasn't necessary to ever have this match. The fact that the Young Bucks idea of getting heat is... Oh, I'm going to do a bunch of shit when I finally get, you know, to take over in the match that teams that drew more money in one year than I will ever draw in my entire miserable fucking lives. I'm going to imitate all of them. So, let's be clear. I'm not the biggest fan of John Moxley. Honestly, I think that his stint in AEW has proved exactly why he was booked the way he was booked in WWE because when you let him do his own shit, he does dumb shit. He has proven that he cannot, outside of WWE, 
wrestle a regular match and stay in the fucking ring. And it is driving me insane. His entrance is just stupid at this fucking point with this whole coming from the parking lot shit. And let's also touch on the fact before this match, in the promo, the video promo building up to it. Now, I understand wanting to tell the story of a match, but I also want to know. I want someone in AEW to finally reveal how much do the Young Bucks pay you additionally to refer to them as the greatest tag team of anything, the greatest tag team of your generation, greatest tag team of all time, whatever the fuck. All these compliments to this shit-tacular-ass team. Please, someone in AEW, tell me, how much do these dumb fucks pay you to refer to them in this way? Because they are arguably the worst fucking tag team I've ever seen that's tried to build themselves as the best. They're fucking horrible in the ring. They have no sense of psychology. And again, I'm going to point out, as I watched this match where they got their heat spot, and by the way, this match is long as fuck for no reason. Newsflash, every match I'll have, I don't give a fuck if it's a pay-per-view or not, does not need to go 20, 30 minutes. Y'all aren't that fucking entertaining. Then, as I'm watching you in your heat spot imitate wrestlers who made so much more money than you will ever personally draw. I don't give a fuck how much the company is making right now. I'm talking about how much do you actually draw. So you want to imitate the likes of the Rock and Roll Express. You want to imitate Macho Man Randy Savage and Michael Hayes and so on and so forth because y'all been doing this shit for weeks now. How do I phrase this? All you make me want to do is go give WWE some more of my money so that I can watch on the network those teams that draw more money than you. That's what I want. Every time you remind me of a wrestler that was better than you and drew more money than you, I want to go watch that wrestler. Not continue to watch the shit show pay-per-view that you're putting on right now and trying to pass yourself off as a legitimate tag team. This match went on way too fucking long. And someone should, you know, since Moxley doesn't understand a goddamn thing actually about wrestling, someone should explain to him, if you go 20, 25 minutes with these two fucking middle school children... Well, middle-aged middle school children. And you can't beat them? Credibility shot, my guy. I know in, in y'all's universe, y'all keep trying to play them up like they are legitimately this great tag team. But let's be real. The greatest tag team in the world, the greatest tag team that y'all have on your roster is FTR. Although I'm going to have to bury them later from what I heard. Every match. Y'all have to do every single wrestling move you've ever learned, ever, wherever you learned it from. So that means you've done every super kick, suplex that you could barely manage, moonsault, pile drivers, melter drivers, all that bullshit. 
Moxley has to bleed. And at this point, it's just like, get the fuck along with it. We already knew the, the, the young fucks were going to retain these belts. There was no way in the blue fucking hell that they were actually going to lose. Oh no, they have to establish themselves. They have to try to make an argument that you can now definitely never make that you're legitimately this great tag team. But you can't make that argument at this point, especially when you're booking yourselves this strong. And you were never over enough to book yourselves this strong. See, at least other people in history, when they were the booker and kept themselves and booked themselves on top and booked themselves prominently, they were already a star when they became a booker, a legit star drawing money across the nation. So, i.e., for example, since I'm going to have to address his son later tonight, when Dusty Rhodes was booking himself in the NWA slash WCW and he was at the top, first off, he didn't keep himself with the world belt very long. But he featured himself prominently because he'd already been a proven fucking draw under the previous regime. He'd already been a, pre a draw everywhere else he went in the country. He's a top build name. You dumbasses were not top build anywhere until here. Ever. Yes, you won some tag belts, sure. But you were never, ever, ever portrayed to be as good as you portray yourselves as now. You were buried your first little stint on national TV that I remember in TNA because you suck. ROH. You could do all the flips in the world, but it, from ROH and TNA to now, you've not learned one single bit of actual wrestling psychology because if you had, you would realize... You look like a fucking moron if you have to do every single wrestling move that you've ever come across, learned, seen in your life in every single match you do. And if all you can do to try to get heat is imitate wrestlers that are better than you, that have better psychology than you, that could draw more money than you, you suck. You absolutely fucking suck and should not be on my TV. And this match continued on and on and on for fucking ever before you finally retained the belts the way we knew you were going to anyway. This is too long. This is way too long. We knew you were going to retain, but you couldn't even do it in a, you know, you couldn't do it in a timely manner. You had to drag this on and on. Newsflash. I understand that the greatest, some of the greatest wrestlers of all time, i.e. Ric Flair and Shawn Michaels, could in fact go out and go for an hour every night if they had to. Ricky Steamboat and the like. They could. But they could also make it entertaining. They knew how to build the ebb and flow of a match and not do every single solitary fucking move in the history of professional wrestling and still not put a motherfucker down. I despise watching these two blithering fucking morons that insist on booking themselves way stronger than any other company ever booked them. 
it would be different if you had actually really been booked this strong and this highly consistently everywhere you went, but you were not because you weren't that fucking good. And your constant mentioning of better stars and legends and shit does not make this product any better. Hell, your addition of WWE Hall of Famers to this fucking company has not made you any better because you have on your regular payroll now. Let's see. One, two, at least three, four actual WWE Hall of Famers because Jim Ross, Arn Anderson, Tully Blanchard, and now Mark Henry. Big Show didn't stay around long enough to get his induction and has probably ruined his chance for a few years for that because now he's working in this shithole. Christian didn't get his yet. Maybe he, whatever. Oh, I forgot, you have Sting. So that's, that's five WWE Hall of Famers. And none of them seem to really be helping y'all here. <laughs> none of them seem to have the balls to tell you that this shit doesn't work and this shit doesn't draw and it's not going to be sustainable over time. I wonder if you'll get the point when you start going back on the road and the injuries start piling up, if maybe... At that point, someone will figure out that what y'all do doesn't work. But as far as I'm concerned, I'm already exhausted, and we're only two matches into this pay-per-view. I didn't see whatever they call the pre-show, the buy-in. I didn't see that shit. I know Serena D was on it, and I'm still going to say that Billy Corgan's a fucking moron for continuing to let his NWA women's title stay on this show and not be featured on his own. Fucking moron. This match sucked. As every other match I've seen with the Young Bucks, Young Bucks sucks. This sucked. It was horrible. It was entirely too fucking long. They went for like damn near 30 minutes. And thankfully, I'm at a point where I can fast forward through shit. But it still went too long. Get off my screen. Damn. Figure out how to make a match in fucking 10 minutes and get off the fucking screen, you dipshits. Since you really aren't that good at it anyway. Okay, the next match is this stupid fucking battle royal or whatever to determine the number one contender at some random point whenever for the world title that we know Kenny Omega is going to retain in, in the title match later. Um, the theme musics in this place are surprisingly shitty sometimes. Because uh, Paul White... Better knows the big show came out first and all. Uh, and his music sucks. Just, just want to throw that out there. There's a bunch of people in this battle royal that I didn't give two flying fucking shits about. Uh, I fast forwarded through most of this because I don't care. Um, the only thing I will say for this is I am surprised actually that they let Jungle Boy get the win instead of Christian. Not going to say it was the wrong call, except for the fact that there's no way in the hell Jungle Boy is beating Kenny Omega for the belt. So, also, why is Marco Stunt still here? Why do we have the little shit? And isn't he the little shit that like fucked himself up on an indie event and and like broke his leg or something, doing dumb shit in a wheelchair or something? I don't know. Whatever. The fact of the matter is. I like Jungle Boy. Uh, I'm okay with him winning, I guess, for what it's worth. 
The crowd was really behind him. So you're seeing that he's he's over and he has potential. I just hope they don't try and push him to the top too soon. Obviously, he's going for the world title here. Obviously, he's not winning it. And there's no way in the fuck Kenny Omega can actually look him as good as he should because Kenny Omega himself fucking sucks. Also, because he's there, I have to mention Matt Hardy and the fact that I have zero respect for Matt Hardy at this point in my life. And it has less to do with his goofy-ass gimmick and more to do with his buckling down on the dumb shit he's done since he's got here. I didn't like the dumbass, woken, broken, whatever the fuck gimmick. I thought it was stupid. It was cheesy, and what the fuck was ever the point in it? I didn't like the whole literally teleporting and changing clothes in ice machines. I didn't like... I don't like the big money Matt character because it just, it's at this stage, I don't understand why he wants to add a gimmick when he was over simply by being Matt Hardy. And you were never more over than when you were simply just Matt Hardy. Not woken or broken or dumb fucking, just regular ass Matt Hardy that could wrestle, that had a little bit more technical savvy than his brother out of the team. And even a concussion hasn't made you see anything. And I also have less respect for you because you haven't told your wife to shut the fuck up yet. Because every time. You say something, she has to jump into your fights because apparently you can't fight shit on your own. And I'm not talking about on TV. I'm talking about on social media. And she actually makes an ass of herself and of you. And she's been doing that for a long time. I don't know how much she thinks she knows about the wrestling business, but she obviously knows very fucking little if she has not figured, shut the fuck up and stop burning every bridge that Matt has. Because eventually he's going to need a job somewhere else. Or eventually he's going to want to go in a fucking Hall of Fame. And it's going to be real hard to induct him if you keep running your fucking mouth. And sorry, I just I don't like him. So now when I see him, Matt Hardy, much like several other people in this company, has go away heat with me. I want him off my screen and I don't want to, I really don't ever want to see him again. That's all I'm going to say on the damn Battle Royal, because i got to get to the next shit fest of a match. Okay, now I get to bury Cody Rhodes, because what the fuck was this match? Aside from the very shitty build-up, the asinine-ass build-up to this match, Anthony Gogo is really green. Having watched him go for the better part of, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes, whatever this fucking was, this was way too long. This was entirely too long. Every match, I don't give a fuck if it's a pay-per-view, Cody. Every match you have does not need to be a 15 to 30 minute attempt at making a classic. You people in this fucking federation try so hard to prove that you are so good in the ring, you actually make yourselves look like shit. 
there was no reason for you to go this long with somebody this fucking green. This was not a good match. Also, what the fuck were you wearing? Also, what the fuck was this intro? This rambling ass intro that you had Justin Roberts give you is obnoxious and stupid as fuck. Cody Rhodes, he is the grandson of a plumber, the son of a common man, and a soon-to-be father. Who the fuck announces themselves like that, you jackass? You were unnecessarily obnoxious, arrogant, and your opinion of yourself and your ability is so overinflated at this point, I'm slowly losing all respect for you. You were the one among the executive vice presidents in this company that had an understanding of wrestling, so we all fucking thought. But you were showing time and time again, you really don't understand nearly as much as we thought you did, not only because of your father being Dusty Rose, but because you spent so much time working in the WWE. And you worked in ROH, and you worked in TNA, and you worked in Japan, and you worked for the NWA. Where the fuck did you learn from all of that? Who told you that every single time you step in a ring, your match has to go a minimum of 15 minutes? Who told you that? It doesn't. Especially when you know the person you're working with is exceptionally green. And... To highlight the problem in this company, so many of the talents that y'all use need to be in a developmental program, a training program, some fucking where they're not good enough to be on TV. That was a horrendous match because it was too goddamn long. And then, of course, Cody has to go over. So let's go ahead and talk about your booking, you dumb blonde-haired fuck. Every program with you after your very first one is the exact same. You come out on Dynamite, you have a match, you use it to set up an angle so somebody beats the fuck out of you. When it's time for you to go do something acting-wise or whatever, you need some time off, whatever it is, you get beat up. But you come back like three, two to three weeks later... You come back, you beat up the heel, you challenge them to a match. If there's a pay-per-view coming up, you wait a couple of weeks, you know, or build up to the pay-per-view with some form of promo, some form of angle. You might have gotten beat up a few times in it, and then at the pay-per-view, you always go over. Rinse and repeat, huh, Cody? Dude. I get that you're a family man and you have a lot of, uh, of shit in Hollywood and all that that you're doing, and that's great. And if you want to be, a, you know, if you're trying to juggle things, that that works in a sense. But do not do the exact same thing over and over. Hell, try this. How about not putting yourself in a program? Just come wrestle a few matches. Wrestle for a few weeks. Take your time off. We don't actually need an explanation. Actually acknowledge that you're off in Hollywood doing Hollywood shit. And then come back and do some stuff. And when there's a reason to have an angle, give yourself a fucking angle. But until then, stop rinsing and repeating the same thing. 
Stop having every fucking match you have go a minimum of 15 minutes. It's unnecessary. Shorten that shit up, especially when you know you're wrestling somebody that's green as hell. It's different when you're in there against the likes of an MJF who's good enough to go with you. Or, you know, even if you're in there with Jericho, even though Jericho's nowhere near what he used to be, he can still do enough to fake it till he, you know, till he makes it into the un, you know, undiscerning eye. He still looks great. But when you're in there with somebody like Anthony Gogo, who clearly doesn't have a whole lot of experience, and we can tell this just by the way he moves, the way he does things, he's very jerky around the ring. No. 15, 20, 25, 30 minutes was not... I don't know how long the match went because I started fast-forwarding through it, to be honest. It was long, and there was a lot of bullshit in it that was just like, it, why? I didn't want to watch any of that. Figure out a new formula, Cody. Seriously. And can you be done with this whole QT Marshall and, and the school thing? Because y'all clearly still run the school together, so I, we don't give a fuck. Make it go away. If QT Marshall needs to do something on TV, find something for him to do. But y'all can end this angle and no one will give a shit. So the theme of tonight seems to be matches that are going to go on entirely too fucking long. And I'm realizing that this show is apparently about three hours fucking long, and now... I'm seeing why, but my thing is this. Just because it's a pay-per-view doesn't mean it needs to be longer. Somebody needs to explain this to AEW's big wigs because these matches are too fucking long. All of them. This next match was for the TNT title, Miro versus, uh, fuck. Somebody Archer. The Murder Hawk. First off, what the fuck is a murder hawk? What does that even mean? Secondly, I called that this match was probably going to suck. And I was right. It did. It did. It sucked. They are too big to go this damn long. And neither one of them seems to know how to lead the match. This match started off with a botch because Lance Archer dives over the top rope, but trips himself up on over the top rope, so he lands when he's supposed to be diving onto Miro. Miro falls anyway, but technically, Lance Archer wasn't the one to take him down because he actually fell short because his feet got hung up on the ropes and he just kind of flopped. That's set the pace for this long-ass, fucking boring-ass match. Everyone in this company buries their referees. Miro is a lot like Moxley, apparently, in that he don't know how to stay in the fucking ring. All this potential that y'all thought he had as Rusev. I would like to point out that Vince McMahon may or may not be out of touch, but he has fucking perfected the art of hiding the deficiencies of talent under his umbrella. And what do I mean by that, you might be asking? Very simply this. Y'all thought Dean Ambrose was fucking great in the WWE. Over here in AEW, he's shown you what he is, and he has absolutely no ring psychology. 
He bitched and complained about that match with Brock Lesnar that Brock didn't want to do any of his shit. I'm going to give Brock some props. I see exactly why Brock didn't want to do any of the fucking shit that he suggested because he probably suggested all of the shit that he does in AEW and Brock Lesnar said, that's fucking stupid. Here's what we're going to do since you don't have any good ideas. That's why that match sucked. I can believe it. Looking at Miro, the former Rusev now, to circle back to this damn match. Has no fucking idea what he's doing. And Lance Archer is a veteran, so I would think that he would have a little bit more say-so, but I think this is where they pulled something from the old school and probably shouldn't. Because in the old school, the heels called the matches. But there were exceptions to those rules. If the heel was too green, the veteran calls the match. I don't know who the fuck laid this match out. I don't know who the fuck called it or whatever. I'm assuming they were, they agreed upon all this shit, but it was too long. Way too long. Who the fuck timed this show out? If you have to fill three hours, Tony Khan, you blithering fucking moron. I would rather see a couple of matches kind of added in. So that you don't have one, or in this case, what are we, like, one, two, we, we're five matches in? And all of them have been exceptionally long, and the only one that should have been long was the fucking Battle Royal. And the opening match wasn't too long. But you lost track on all the rest of this show thus far. And by this point, I'm like just under two hours in. I have a, about an hour or, yeah, a little over an hour to go. And I still got to sit through your shit festival world title match and the football field fuckery. If you want workhorses, you know, for the TNT title, you should find someone that can actually work long matches and pair them appropriately. Monster matches like this one don't need to go this long. You have to have really talented big men for them to have a 15-minute match, and it'd be good. Everybody can't be The Undertaker and Kane, goddammit. You know, sometimes you're going to get a dud of a match. Most times with two big guys, you're going to get a dud of a match. The longer it goes, the worse it gets. Also, you're, I still don't really believe Miro as a monster because he's been a joke for so long. But, I mean, it's good on y'all for trying. But I feel like this match could have been saved for another time. You know, something with more... You could have built this more. I would have fed... If you're trying to build Miro as a monster, feed him lesser guys. Smaller guys. Not painfully small. I'm not saying put him in there with Marco Stunt, although if he would like, if he would do me the favor of kicking Marco Stunt's head off his fucking shoulders, that'd be great. But put him in there against talent that has some recognition to them, but he can dominate. Give him the guys that he can actually dominate first. Then when you've established him as a 
actual threat again because he's just running roughshod over these little motherfuckers. Then you give him a bigger name, a bigger opponent, a, a physically impressive opponent. And you're like, okay, this might be the guy that can actually shut him up. Now, it's up to you what you do from there, but build to it. There wasn't enough build to get to this point. And all of his matches have been too competitive to establish him as the monster you're trying to establish him as. It just doesn't work. So, uh, that match sucked. Of course, Miro won. He retained the belt. I kind of figured he would. I didn't see Lance Archer winning. But I question now, what the fuck was the point in turning in babyface? And if Lance Archer's inevitably, eventually going to get into it with Sting, well, you turned in babyface. He don't have no heat anymore. And, I mean, he's not exactly winning a whole lot of matches, so why do I care? The answer to that, Tony Khan, just in case, is I don't. We, we fucking don't. We don't fucking care. Like, God, figure out your booking and stop booking like you're, you're fucking high. Stop booking like you're on speed, booking at the last minute in a cram session, you asshat. Sit back and think about things. And if you don't know how to do long-term booking and storytelling, because you clearly fucking don't, you have at least two or three people working under you that have done booking and told long-term stories and could tell you how to do it and do it right. Maybe ask for some damn advice, jackass. And to those people that can tell him how to do it right, could you actually tell him how to do it right just in case he has been asking and you're just not giving him the right info? Tell him how to do the shit right. Stop being a kiss ass. Y'all should have enough money now that you don't necessarily need to have this job. And if you don't, well, considering at least one of you like to practice financial, you know, preach and practice financial literacy with talent, it's kind of fucked up, bro. All I'm saying, this show's been torture. Okay, I'm going to be a little nicer on the next match because it went the way it needed to go. Britt Baker challenging uh, Hikaru Shida for the AEW Women's World Championship. And I'm also going to go out and say that, frankly, this was the best match I've seen on this card. And being that I know what's coming up next, this is the best match of the night. Um, Britt Baker seems to know what the fuck she's doing. She's good in the ring. She doesn't do the exact same shit that I see every other female do. She doesn't exactly have to do a whole bunch of acrobatic flying crap. She understands some psychology. Um, it became clear very quickly, though, she really couldn't work full heel in this match because the crowd was on her side. Basically, what this boils down to is the AEW fan base knew that Britt Baker should have been the face of this division. Hikaru Shida has held that damn belt for a year. And frankly, the average fan doesn't know who the fuck she is. But I will say she's not horrible in the ring. With a couple of exceptions, her punches and forearms look like absolute shit. Um... 
Like you can tell she's trying too hard not to hit Britt Baker. And so you can tell she's actually not hitting her. And the way they angle their cameras doesn't allow her to hide the fact that she's really not hitting her. But I still say this was the best match I saw on this card, and it had the right result. Britt Baker won. That was the result it needed to have. Should have happened a fucking year ago. Britt Baker should have been the face of this division. She was the one highlight in this mostly abysmal division other than Nyla Rose. Who I still don't know where the fuck she is. Apparently she's wrestling on the YouTube show. But I can't bitch about this match because they finally did it right. It was Brit. It was past time. But if you didn't let Britt Baker win the belt here, you might as well just fucking fired her at that point because there was no way she was regaining that momentum. So kudos. This is the only fucking compliment that I'm really going to give you the entirety of this show aside from the opening match and the battle royal. This is the last of the compliments because the matches that we have left are the world title match and football field fuckery. And I'm going to bury it all. All right, let's get into it. This title match is fucking stupid. This world title match didn't make any sense from the moment you dumb fucks booked this shit because Orange Cassidy is in it. If I discount the fact that I think Omega is not remotely a good wrestler either... And just accept the fact that he's the champion. This match still made no sense because you included Orange Cassie in it. From the moment you include a motherfucker that wears these plain ass, boring ass jeans and tennis shoes with nothing to script about his physique, his face, can't cut a goddamn promo, and wrestles with his hands in his pockets, you pretty much invalidated this whole damn match. Then you have... Twinkle Toes McFinger banging this motherfucker who has to point at the goddamn ropes every time he hits it. He makes the worst facial expressions ever. He lit he has one of those faces that just begs for him to legitimately be punched in it. Every time he looks at the crowd, someone should just pop up and punch him in the fucking face. Because his faces make no sense. That wide-eyed, goofy ass look. This match was definitely. Shitty. As I expected it to be, because the only one of the three that's a legitimate fucking wrestler in this was Pac, who we knew wasn't going to win. This was a way to give Omega a defense because you haven't built anyone else up into a top star that should be challenging for the world title, so you just randomly threw these dumb motherfuckers in there. Everything Orange Cassie does is insanely stupid to me. Everything Kenny Omega does, even if it would almost look good, the faces he makes immediately after or his insistence on pointing at whatever he's going to do next just ruins it. He can't throw a decent punch. Forearms suck because, as I pointed out to you dumb fucks before in wrestling, I hate everyone that does this. I hate it when they do this. No one uses a forearm when they're fighting. You might hit a motherfucker with an elbow if you got him down, but generally you're going to ball your fist up and punch him in the goddamn face. Everything Kenny Omega just does, like even when he dives, and and I guess he thinks this is healing it up, but no, you actually look like a self-important twat waffle 
when you sit there and you basically have your old face on because you did a dive on a couple of motherfuckers, you idiot. I don't believe that this could be something that you would book on a pay-per-view. You didn't book it as the main event because football field fuckery can't be followed. But that doesn't make this match good, worthwhile, and we knew the result at the end of the day. And you went over the top with getting to it. Way over the top. Like, the ending was some dumb shit where basically... He uses every fucking title belt he has. You had Don Callis, you know, interfere to stop Orange Cassidy from pinning Pac. Then Pac gets hit with every fucking title belt Kenny Omega has. But hey, dumbass. Okay? By and large, it's accepted that triple threat matches have a no DQ thing, right? Wasn't the original rules that Jim Cornette made, but it is the ruling by and large now. And then to make you a further joke, Omega, you had to use a crucifix pin to pin Orange Cassidy because he can hit a Superman punch that nobody anywhere believes would have actually knocked out any other grown adult man, but I can believe that Kenny Omega has a fucking glass jaw and is a, a whining, t- dithering little t- wat waffle that can't... I mean, hell, he can't even fake take a punch. Like, what the fuck? At the end of the day, we knew what this was. A way for you to randomly give dipshit Twinkle Toes McFinger Bang a fucking title defense and move on with life and thank god I don't have to watch this shit after tonight cuz it's not like you've done a good job building anybody else it's too soon to move Adam Page up to challenge you so i mean You kind of booked yourself to a point of who gives a flying fuck what's next, honestly. But thankfully, the shit's over. Okay, so I forgot about the Sting and Darby Allen match. Kind of, my feet kind of went out, so I had to go back and find it. And um, I'm going to critique it slightly because A, I still think the match was unnecessary. B, um, I know they hyped up how good the announcers were hyping up how good Sting looked. Um, I mean, he moved around the ring okay, um, but I have some problems. For Sting to be a fucking veteran, you couldn't explain to these youngins how, how a hot tag actually works. This generation has lost sight of what a hot tag is. A hot tag means you have to do something. There has to be something preventing you guys from making the tag. 
It is not a hot tag if both of you are down and slowly crawl to your corner and then dive over and make the tag. That's still a cold tag, you dumb fuck, because nothing was preventing your dumb ass from, from diving the six feet over and getting the tag the first time. In order for it to be a hot tag, it really needs to be the heel is prevent is it somehow has the baby face cut off from their partner. And the baby face has to maneuver around one or both heels in order to get to his fresh partner to make the make the tag who then comes in and cleans house. The spot where Sting had what's his face the white boy in the scorpion but sting wasn't the legal man so darby goes to put him in some form of uh arm lock or whatever and then gets caught in a heel hook by scorpio sky who the fuck thought that was a good spot did 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 sting never actually map out his own matches did somebody always do that for him so did we think sting was a lot better than what he was because this was shit this didn't make any logical sense. It didn't follow the rules. Y'all were in that damn ring way too long when you weren't legal. It's a five count before you get disqualified. That means if whatever double team maneuvers you do cannot be done in five seconds, you should be disqualified. It's annoying to watch y'all flout that rule. Highly annoying. Now, we knew Darby Allen and Sting were going to get the win. There was no way in the hell Sting was coming back and getting a loss here. But, um, this match was what it was. Like, we knew Darby Allen was going to have to take most of the abuse and the mumps, although Sting did do a, he did a crossbody off the stage that they all should have gotten counted out on. Stop burying the refs. Stop doing dumb shit. Sting, old guys, vets, stop doing shit that the young ones do because they tell you that's what's cool. No, 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 no. You drew more money in this business in the first five years you were in this motherfucker than these motherfuckers will ever draw. Do not forget the, the fucking standard rules of wrestling. Stop burying the refs. Ten count on the outside and you are counted out. Five count when y'all are in the ring and one of you is illegal. You have a five count to get the fuck out. Keep wrestling wrestling. Yes, you can do semi-new shit, and, but you need to keep the basics of wrestling in there in order for it to make fucking sense. So basic rules, basic tag team, having your hand in, you know, on the corner or on the tag rope, shit like that. Keep that. And if you don't know how to make a fucking hot tag. WWE isn't doing it right either. Find someone that's a tag team specialist that actually understands how it works and let them tell you and show and demonstrate how you do a hot tag, you dumb simpleton fucks. Because that just bothered me. I am not hyped. I was not hyped for this match. I was not hyped to see Sting back in the ring because he's too damn old and needs to stay fucking retired. Kind of like Mark Henry and the Big Show. There's a lot of people here that need to stay retired. And I'll say that nothing here was overtly sloppy, at least. So I didn't necessarily 
fear that Sting was going to die here, but my fear is that eventually, I mean, no, most of the people that work in this company don't work safely. He shouldn't be in here taking bumps. I'm not saying that he needed to go sign with the WWE again either. Like, clearly they didn't use him right the last time they had him. And, you know, he had the freak accident that technically ended his career. But you said you were retired, and it would be nice if a motherfucker would stay retired when they say they're retired. The only other thing I'm going to say about this particular match is I hope that this angle with Darby Allen and the, the Scorpio Sky and, and Ethan Page is fucking done. Because it needs to be. But this match was not good, honestly. If, you, if you're just a really diehard Sting fan and you're just so happy that he could get back in the ring one more time, okay, great, yay for you. But um, I was not as impressed. I would rather he not have gotten back in the ring. Just me. Finally, we get to the football field fuckery match. And... You know, I saw a lot of fans spurring this a bit online, or it wasn't as good as the one last year, and I'm like, what the fuck was so good about the one last year? So I've I've watched this shit, and here's my problem with this dumbass excuse for a match. It's never... It's not realistic. So, you got all these people going into different areas, but the first pinfall or submission is what wins the match, right? So, let's keep this in kayfabe. How in the fuck, if everyone is in a different part of the fucking stadium, could they possibly know if someone has already won or lost the match? Realistically. I'm not talking about, you know, it, it, from a booking standpoint, because obviously this shit's predetermined, but let's pretend that it's not, because that's what you're supposed to do, you fucking morons. Technically, there are several points in there where realistically, somebody should have gotten a win. So Jericho could have beat MJF like 10 times throughout this. Sammy Guevara could have definitely beaten Sean Spears a solid 10 or 15 times throughout this. Sean Spears could have beaten uh, Sammy Guevara. Wardlow and Jake Hager, of course, had to be the two to go at it because they're the two big men. And why has no one in this dumbass company figured out that Josh keep them too far away from each other? Because they don't. I know they're big. They're, they're, they're both the big men on their team. That doesn't mean that they should always be fighting. Because it doesn't work out as well in reality as y'all thought it did on paper. Oh my god, this match was a confusing mess. Jericho cannot stop himself from every so often during a comedy spots so they had a spot with him and mjf with a poster of tony khan's dad as if anyone gave a flying fuck but you know y'all and then y'all have to reference tony khan at nauseum in this fucking show and it's like okay we get it the guy wishes to all the fucking gods he could pray to that he could be as over as vince mcmahon is and newsflash tony you're not 
ever going to be. And before the AEW fanboys come in here bitching and complaining, the fact of the matter is Vince McMahon was one of, if not the best heels of all time. Vince McMahon had charisma. Vince McMahon can cut a goddamn promo. Tony Khan can fucking not. He can barely string a sentence together. When Vince McMahon came out onto WWE programming, when he became the Mr. McMahon character, you took notice when Vince McMahon was on your screen. When Tony Khan comes out, we just want him to get the fuck off the screen. I don't need y'all to constantly... We, we, the fans don't need y'all to constantly throw in shit like, oh, it's Tony Khan. Oh, there's that. He, 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 he. I don't give a shit. No one gave a shit. But there was a comedy spot there where after they did whatever they did with it, you know, Jericho had to straighten the cardboard, cut it out, and straighten his hair. Jericho, you're in a fight. Act like it, asshole. Another thing that bothers me is the use of baseball bats, sledgehammers, and all that. As I've gotten older, I do realize in a real fight, when I bring a baseball bat, I'm not swinging that mother... I'm not going to jam it into your gut, motherfucker. If I bring a baseball bat to a fight, I'm swinging for your damn skull. It just doesn't make sense to me to continue to use them. I get why you do it the way you do it, but it looks stupid and fake and phony. And I'm kind of just tired of them. Like, if you use it for threatening purposes, but never actually hit a motherfucker with it. Like, if you swung at them the realistic way, so you should be swinging for their head and they're ducking, that would be a realistic use of a baseball bat. But just, I got a clear shot at your head, but instead I'm going to ram it in your gut. Just, I don't know, if, I, if I'm angry at a motherfucker, I'm, I'm aiming to kill, maim, destroy. Not slightly inconvenience you or give you gas. What the fuck? And then, of course, since the original part of this match was obviously, like, I, 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 I guess it was pre-recorded. If it wasn't pre-recorded and y'all did all that shit in that empty backstage area, well, whatever. Um, but it has to spill out into the, into the actual arena. I don't care about the blood. I actually like a little blood in my wrestling. I think WWE needs to reintroduce some goddamn blood because if I'm if I'm watching motherfuckers in a cage match or I'm watching Roman Reigns beat the fuck out of somebody, quite frankly, at some point somebody should start bleeding. Um I was pretty certain coming into this that there was no way in the hell the inner circle was going to lose um and disband. Nah, Tony Khan thinks he knows what long-term booking is. And despite the fact that he's already had now two feud ending matches in this ongoing feud, he's got to have more. Um, the only kudos I can give is I will say this for Jericho. Um, he can do a work fight when he wants to. And he did as well as he could do to be operating with one arm and took a lot of risk with that injured elbow that personally speaking, I don't give a fuck who you are. I wouldn't trust you doing that shit to mine. And it's already, you know, dislocated. I no way in the blue fucking hell. I don't care if it is MJF. I just, I wouldn't have trusted them to. I wouldn't trust anyone to continually take actual shots at my arm. I will also say this: the weird ass insertion of a disco bar or whatever for FTR and Ortiz and Santana to fight each other was fucking dumb. It looked the stage as it was, and. What the fuck was the point? 
Eh. And then I got proven right that Sean Spears was really just in pinnacle. He's there to be the guy that when they have to take a loss, he's the one that takes the pin because that's what the fuck he did. Sammy Guevara pinned him, inner circle stays together. The crowd sings along with Jericho's horrible ass entrance music. And that's how the show goes off the air. And, and all I can say is thank God this shit's over. Also, before this match was the announcement that Mark Henry has signed on as a coach, whatever the fuck that means, and the analyst for their new show when it comes on in August, and who gives a fuck? I'm disappointed. I love me some Mark Henry, personally. But... He's already got his Hall of Fame induction. There's really not much left for him to do in the wrestling business other than, I guess, you know, coaching and stuff like that. And while that would make sense, here's my problem. You signed on to do coaching with a company full of motherfuckers that don't think they need to be coached. Because if they thought they needed to be coached, I can guarantee you they would be listening to Jim Ross, who has criticized a number of them on multiple occasions with the stupid-ass spots that they do. I, I do listen to JR's podcast, so I've heard him. I heard what he said when he was criticizing some of them for some of the high spots or when they stand there and wait on the guy to dive on top of them, and you can see them all just standing there looking like a fucking dumbass waiting on the guy to fall on them. If they won't take that advice from the man who signed to the WWE, the biggest fucking superstars in wrestling, i.e., he was the man that signed Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Rock. Pretty sure he was responsible for the signing of Brock Lesnar, John Cena, Randy Orton, so on. So technically, this man has enough of an eye for talent, and he continually worked with those talent when he was in talent relations. And he was part of creative for, at various parts in WWE. So he worked with the top talent in the world and the greatest fucking promoter in the world, regardless of his booking. I said promoter, not booker, damn it. In Vince McMahon. So he has an eye for talent, but he's also worked with the greatest bookers around in that he worked under Bill Watts. He worked with Dusty Rhodes. He worked with Pat Patterson. He worked with Jim Cornette. He worked with Paul Heyman. So, if they won't listen to Jim Ross, who honestly has the most experience working at a high level with top, actual top, money-drawing talent and bookers and promoters, what the fuck makes you think he's going to listen to Mark? Any of them are going to listen to Mark Henry? They're not. So if Mark Henry comes in there as a coach and is telling them, hey, this thing you're doing right here don't make no damn sense. You need to slow your ass down. This spot here, you don't. They're not listening because they don't like being criticized because all of them are too fucking snowflakeish. These are the fucking snowflakes here because none of them can take being told. This shit that you do does not make sense. They always want to fire back. Oh, well, wrestling has evolved. No, the fuck it has it. Not in the way that you mean it's evolved. If anything... Most of you have made wrestling devolve, not evolve. Because you do shit that makes no fucking sense. 
You have matches. You create matches that make no fucking sense. And I don't give a fuck how many times you have this football field fuckery match. It's never going to make any logical fucking sense. Even if you add in an elimination, you know, rule to it, which would be the match is already longer than balls. Like, what the fuck? No, it doesn't work. It's stupid. We can criticize WWE for its boring-ass storylines nowadays, sure. But as several people have noted, no one has the organizational skill that the WWE has, which is why it has lasted so damn long. Now, I agree with, you know, Cornette when he says that they should probably fire every single fucking one of their writers because they don't know a goddamn thing about wrestling, which is why we have to deal with so much soap opera, entertainment, horror movie type bullshit nowadays. And the last damn thing they need is to, I'll, you know, sign that jackass that's, you know, lobbying for a job desperately, Vince Russo. But organizationally, they they've always been on top of the competition. They've always been set up better. And I, it seems to me that their wrestlers probably take criticism a little bit better because they get it constantly from people that know what the fuck they're doing. Watching this show was mostly torture. Just like the past five weeks have been. Because this fucking program, this company sucks. This is never going to actually compete with Vince McMahon. Sorry. The only way this would ever compete with Vince McMahon is if Vince McMahon just let it. He would have to purposely sabotage his own program. Far worse than what y'all think he's doing now in order for AEW to actually compete with him. And again, because I know there, there's a particular twat that might come back at me and say, well, they were beating NXT. Well, Lottie fucking die. No one cared. You beat NXT, but you didn't come close to the ratings that Raw and SmackDown have. And you were barely, barely beating NXT when you beat them. It's not like they demolished NXT. They're not the reason that NXT had to move to Tuesday. The reason that NXT had to move to Tuesday was because USA thought they were getting the fucking hockey season, so they needed Wednesday night for that. And then TNT got it, so guess what? AEW has to move to fucking TBS, asshats. I am exhausted with having to review wrestling, so I am stating this just in case you were thinking, oh, I'm going to go subscribe and make him watch more of this. I'm not watching any more AEW. Point blank, period. And until I decide that I feel like punishing myself again or I just really need to have a good rant about some shit that I hate, I'm not watching this again. This is not wrestling to me. And... In case you have some weird-ass doubt about it, I don't watch WWE either, and I'm not going to start. If I were going to, I'd watch NXT, or I would watch specifically to watch the women in WWE, because I don't give a shit about what most of the men do. I would watch most of the Roman Reigns shit, though, to be perfectly honest. It's actually good. And unlike some people I know, I'm not hating on him because he looks better than me. Um, But I'm not watching this. Um, I want to get back to doing 
what I originally started this podcast to do, which technically, you know, wrestling does fall within it. It is one of my interests, but the problem is there is no more wrestling. All that we have is the sports entertainment that is WWE and whatever the fuck AEW is. It's not wrestling. It is not. I know wrestling is in the time. That ain't wrestling. This shit is not wrestling. It is garbage to me. And I mean, like any other shit show, there is always a diamond in the rough somewhere. For AEW, for me personally, that would be Britt Baker. And I do love Darby Allen, and I do um, like Jungle Boy. But that ain't enough for me to keep watching this shit. I'm sorry. I just can't. Okay, so I can finally wrap this up now. I've seen all of this. I am done with AEW. I'm done with these reviews. I will not do another one. Jeremy Cartwright, no, no more. I'm done. I'm fucking over AEW. All right. I have better topics to get into, much more interesting shit for me that's less frustrating and, well, contained less profanity. So, no more of this. No more of this. Uh, I'm fucking over this. Um, Everybody else, though, um, y'all know the drill. I'm wrapping this up here. Uh, If you have some comments or feedback, social media or the website, send me what you got or suggestions and... Um, you know, if you want to be able to suggest something that's not AEW to for me to uh, talk about or review or whatever, uh, feel free to do so. And if you want me to kind of be sure that I'll take notice of it, subscribers get first dibs at topic suggestion. So I'm done with this. I'm out. I'm tired. It's late because I'm recording this late because I had to catch a recording of this show in order to do this review. But I'm out. Um, Hope you guys enjoyed this. Hope you, if you like AEW, then you didn't enjoy this review, and I still don't give a fuck. But I'm out. Hope everybody's being safe, and I will catch you on the next show. (laughs) 